Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. You're in the right place. You checking out? Chip Baker, the success chronicle. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we are here with my guy, Mr. Tom Mary. Uh, man, great guy doing some some really neat things in education and schools, uh, future-ready schools. There's lots of speaking uh, as an author as well. But uh, so thankful to have him on this episode of the Success Chronicles. So first off, thanks so much. Chip, what's up, my friend? I'm so glad to be hanging out with you today. Thank you for your time as well. Yes, sir. Well, let's dive into it. I know off air, we talked a little bit about, you know, your story and who you are, but if you don't mind sharing that with the audience and uh, track your story till now. Sure. So giving you a little bit of a life story, if I could break it down and we educators, we like acronyms, right? Or we like to be able to bullet down into a handful of points. I'd say if I had to take my, my life story and break it down to a couple of points, I would say faith, family, and people. And so faith, self-explanatory, it kind of gives me the compass in life. It gives me that, that, uh, that guidance in terms of my vision and where I want to go with things. Family, um, wife and two kids at home, my two babies, my little girl's not, uh, I call my babies, but my little girl's 10 years old. She's in fourth grade. My little boy is, uh, is a kindergartner this year. So shout out to any kindergarten teachers. Um, I knew when he, the day he went to kindergarten, I knew I couldn't do your job since we've been doing all this remote learning and homeschooling stuff. I really know I can do your job. So shout out to my kindergarten teachers out there, especially. Um, so, so that's the family side. And then the, when I say people, um, being a longtime educator, I just, I love being around people. I'm motivated by people. Um, you know, even today, when we look at some of the things going on in our world with the coronavirus and some of the chaos that's out there, we can choose our lens. And what I mean that is like, I choose to see the goodness in people and the amount of chaos that we have out there, the amount of uncertainty that we have out there is even more than all that is the goodness and people and the amazing things that we see happening in the midst of all this and the people stepping up, neighbors helping each other and those kinds of things. But for me, when I talk to people, it's about being in education. I love educators. Educators are the most dynamic, incredible, creative, empathetic mm-hmm. people on the planet. And so it's an opportunity to, to connect with educators in, in my, my work world in that regard. Um, but it's also about being with kids, you know, and since I was a, a young child that just loved, loved obviously, um, being around others. But as I got older, I liked working with kids. And so I spent about 15 years uh, of my career in a school district from an elementary school teacher to then being a middle school teacher to then being a middle school principal. 
then being an elementary principal. I then moved over to district office. I obviously couldn't keep a, a job. So now I work out of Washington, DC. So that makes sense, right? <laughs> and so, so now I run something called Future Ready Schools. And so Future Ready, if you check it out at futureready.org, we don't sell anything. We raise a few million dollars every single year to be able to support school and district leaders, be able to support amazing educators like you, my friend, um, to help them do what they need to do best. And so we provide tools, resources, trainings, those kinds of things. Um, we, we don't look that we're not some silver bullet or anything by any means. The work that we do is insanely hard, but we raise money to be able to support school and district leaders across the country, really transform schools that our kids need and help their schools become more learner centered. And what I will tell you is working nationally, as opposed to just being in the district that I was in, even though I was in a great district, from coast to coast, we've got amazing things happening in classrooms. Um, you know, obviously now in the past month or so has just been a different type of time and the, the chaos in the world around us. But in, in our uh, K to 12 schools, we've got awesome things happening in classrooms. And in the United States, I'm so proud to call myself an educator. That's awesome. Great story. Well, what are three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? Hmm. You know, I, I'm really one to believe that the, the accomplishments aren't from an individual, you know, and I, I try anytime I get a stage or I'm standing on a stage or that kind of thing, I always try and avoid using the word I, because unless I'm throwing myself under the bus, I, I'll, I'll tell you how I mess things up left and right. And I'll own it there using I, but I always hesitate saying like, I did this or I did that because we all rest on the shoulders of giants, whether it be our parents in some regard, a teacher, an educator. Um, I really don't think things like that happen as an individual. And so any sort of award or those types of things that I've, that I've, you know, earned or won in those regards, I, I would say even there, I'm always, I'm always conscious of it's not about me. So I'll take a different stand on it and say, you know, when I think about three things that, that I'm most proud of in that regard, I would say first and foremost is being a dad. You know, I love my babies, put my babies before any work. And to me, they are far more important than anything I do educationally. And I know that sounds uber selfish, but I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of the little people that they are becoming. I'm proud in watching them fail forward. I'm proud of my daughter being like the first one up today and already logging on, getting her work done before I'm even out of bed and she's mm -hmm. 10. And I'm like, all right, some, somebody's doing something right there. I'm not going to take full credit on that by any means because she's got it in her. But we take a look at those things. I'm proud of being dad. I, I would say overall, I'm proud to serve others. Mm -hmm. And when I take a look at, at doing that, whether it was teaching in the classroom, and there's days I missed that terribly, you know, teaching along to teaching and having my group of, of 25, 27, you know, um, nine or 10 year olds when I was teaching fourth grade or serving others in the middle school setting, you know, and aren't those days middle school teachers just sometimes total chaos in that world, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, as an administrator, I felt like the higher up that I went from the system principal to principal to a district level, it's just more of an opportunity to serve. So I think one thing I'm most proud of is the ability to serve others. And I certainly don't mean that in a prideful way, but what I mean is like, in looking back at the relationships that have lasted long-term, whether it was kids that the relationship decades later are now grown adults with their own families I'm still connected to, or it was colleagues that I'm still connected to that become friends. Um, you know, I, I think that serving others, I'm proud of the opportunity to do that um i would say you know if you're gonna ask me for like a, a kind of a selfish one you know i i i, I would say looking back because you know I, when i look at those about being a dad and certain people that's my heart it really is yeah. but i know you're you want to push and be like you know something bigger picture or something there i would say you know one thing that i'm proud of is i do get a lot of opportunities and i think opportunities also come from opportunities you know uh, a lot of times people will say to me like you know, how do you get to do what you do? How do you keynote so many given events in a given year? 
how is it that you're the one that's standing in front of five, six, seven thousand people, you know, keynote and are opening something up or are opening for a school district? And so, you know, I am proud of those moments. I certainly am, but I also recognized and being proud of being able to stand in front of thousand people's a thousand people at a time. I'm I'm it's important that I recognize that like just like I would say to a teacher in a classroom or just like when I was a principal, I have not remotely arrived. And I think there's, yeah. there's always opportunities to be better. There's always opportunities to serve better, serve harder, serve more, serve you know, more people in that regard. And so when I get those opportunities to speak to so many people, it's also insanely humbling because it's an investment in their time. And every moment that I have in front of them, I'm taking a moment from something else they could be doing. And so, yeah. you know, it's the humbling opportunity that I will never, ever, ever take for granted. That's awesome. You know, uh, you hit on a couple of things that I wholeheartedly believe in. And I tried to wait and I give you the sound effects like, boom. <laughs> I tried. It was hard for me when I was able to do it. Because yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I, I just, you know, those questions like that, I, I struggle with personally because yeah. I, you know, one of the commitments I made on that topic around that idea is, you know, getting a lot of those kinds of events, I probably keynote 50, 60, 65 events, whether they're conferences, openings, whatever in a given year. So I get to talk to a lot of people. But a couple of years ago, I, I made this, this, uh, I'd say about three years ago, I promised myself, I will never stand on a stage and tell the audience how well I did something. I will never stand on a stage and pat myself on the back, but I'll tell people how I screwed it up and I'll tell yeah. people how I messed it up. So you wanna talk about the success chronicles, it should also be called the failure chronicles because you don't get success without getting failure. And so yeah. when I was looking at, you know, in those kinds of pieces, part of it is to me, the humility is important. And maybe that goes back to my faith that I referenced earlier. Yeah. But I think when you're standing on a stage or whatever the case might be, and it's I, 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 people come up with, well, like, well, I could do that if I had that principle. I could do that if my PTO raised that money. I could do that if my superintendent would let us. I could do that if, and you come up with every reason you can't. But the flip side is when I share the reasons what I've messed things Wait. up, when I've failed forward, when like yeah. those pieces there, people can relate to it. You know, when I stand up there and I talk about like totally modeling something incorrectly and screwing up in front of my kids, people can relate because we've all been there. There's no yeah. perfect parents. We've all said the wrong thing. We've all regretted things that we've done, but people can relate to that. And so for me, it's just about being real. So I appreciate the shout and I appreciate looking at it and saying like, Oh, success here. And I, and I really do appreciate that. But to, to me, the humility is really important. And that mindset's important. So I think the moment we feel, especially as educators is like, I've arrived, I've mastered this, I have perfected it. This is what it looks like is a massive step back. And yeah. let's face it, when we look at the, the in our classrooms and we look at if, if our kids look up to us as a teacher, if our kids look up to us as like this perfect person that never makes mistakes, that always knows what's going on, like as lovingly as I can, like they can't relate to you because they don't know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And so it's just important to be real. And so I try to be real when I'm with people. Why? Because I think people respect that. And with that comes vulnerability. And I think vulnerability is really a key to success. I love it. Love it. Well, since you, you know, hit on the magic S word saying that, you know, success, uh, you know, what is your definition of success? I'd say it's not falling down the last time and you keep getting mm -hmm. up and you keep going. You know, I, I think it can look in so many different ways. What's what's a, a, that success in a given day for you might be different than a success in a given day for me. We all have our own strengths. We all have our own, our own, our own weaknesses, our own needs. Take what's going on in our world right now with all the remote learning stuff. You know, some people like they were ready to roll and they're like, all right, we're doing it Monday. Let's go. 
show because they had the, the skill yeah. set, the confidence, they've had the experience where other people's success is like, man, I turned on a computer for the first time in six months. And now I got online and I found this thing called the internet. I posted a couple assignments and for them, that's like a massive step forward. Right. You know, And I'm not making light of it, but that's a success for them. And so I think we've all got our unique point A's in that regard and we're all moving towards a different point B. And so I think what one of the tragic, one of the things that we get in, in life, that's a tragedy is I think we weigh success against other people. And I think society does that. But I think when we have these kinds of conversations, what's it look like for you? And when we're reflecting on that piece is when we talk about success, like I, I need to measure that against myself not against what my friends are doing, not against what another speaker's doing, or not against whatever the case might be, because we're different and we have different abilities and have different pieces. So at first it's, it's not falling down that last time. And I think the moment that we get up and we keep trying and we keep rolling, that's exhibiting success. And I would say, I'd say success is also being able to stand during times of adversity. You know, when we look at things in our world, when that lessons, if I'm a teacher and that lessons rocking and that lessons going great, like those times are fun. They are but how to react when things don't go your way. You see, to me, that's the definition of leadership. That's the definition of when we'll leave a legacy in those moments where we don't know what to do. But when we look at those pieces, how well do we stand in adversity? Do we crumble the moment something doesn't go our way? Because to me, success is being able to stand in the midst of adversity and lead, whether it's leading kids in a classroom, whether it's being a principal or superintendent. And I will tell you, all of these moments of uncertainty over the past number of weeks, all of these moments of uncertainty have created opportunities for our leadership legacy. And one of the things that I continue to see is teachers all over the place, stepping out of their comfort zones, standing in the midst of adversity and doing everything that they can for their kids to serve. And I'd say one final definition of success to me is to be a step better than you were yesterday. Not in this way of like, like we'll never reach perfection or not in this perfectionist mindset, but in a way of what's, what can I do today to just take one step forward? And if we keep moving one step forward, one step at a time, I think we're successful in what we do. Man, I love it. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, if you don't mind before we get off uh, sharing with the audience or they can go follow you and check you out and show you some love. Sure. I'd love to connect with your audience. So my website's thomascmurray.com. You'll find lots of stuff there. Uh, my last book, Personal and Authentic, there's over, a, even if you don't have the book, there's over a hundred free resources, videos, questions, articles, things to grow, whether it's social emotional uh, learning, whether it's uh, cultural relevance, whether it's things around equity, um, relationships, those kinds of things, lots of resources, lots of tools, encourage you to check that out. On Twitter at Thomas C. Murray, on Facebook at Thomas C. Murray EDU, Instagram, Thomas C. Murray EDU. Um, encourage you to check those things out. Lots of tools, lots of resources. My mindset is, is that this is a collaborative effort. It's a team effort for the children and those that we serve. And so let's try and work through this together the best that we can. Well, there it is. Again, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. Thanks so much for what you do and how you do what you do. And uh, I wish you continued success. You bet, my friend. Team effort for the kids that we serve. Yes, sir. Well, thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it.